Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another week. This is Megan hopping on really quick to tell you a little bit about the upcoming episode we have today. We attempted to record on the Clubhouse app, which is an exclusive invite-only audio app where participants can move around virtual rooms discussing all sorts of topics, and we thought it might be fun That way we could bring in some listeners to ask us questions, but it was our first attempt and we weren't able to actually record within the app, which I had originally thought that was a possibility. And so the audio turned out pretty funky, but I thought it was still important to share because we had a great conversation and we were able to have a few of our listeners kind of chime in. So I didn't want to lose that. So we're going to go ahead and play it for you, but just wanted to give you kind of an update of like what it is before we play it because you might be confused on why the audio sounds so, or not that bad, but just worse than usual. Uh, But yeah, if you want to know more about Clubhouse, you can ask us questions. We don't know too much about it, but it's basically for networking and real-time conversation and we thought it kind of went really well with podcasting. So hopefully we can figure out how to record better on it in the future. We hope you enjoy. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hi. <laughs> we are doing something new, and we are trying to record on the Clubhouse app, so the audio might be a little funky, but bear with us. How are y'all doing? Good. I'm excited to try this thing out. I feel like really advanced <laughs> with technology. That's good. You feel advanced because I'm feeling a little bit like, was this a mistake? But <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I feel like this platform could be the new the new thing. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it when my friend Rachel invited me to Clubhouse. It was I was really confused when she first had me download it and then I joined a room, like a welcome room, which I highly suggest doing where they kind of go over like how to use the app, but it kind of combines podcasting with social media in a way. So I agree with you. I think it could potentially be pretty cool. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So did y'all get snow? Kristen, so I'm in Lubbock and we got like nine inches of snow. So we had a fun snow day today which is kind of rare Megan what and Kristen where did y'all have any no which is so strange I feel like if it were snowing in Texas it should be snowing here (laughs) yeah some of we sent pictures to some of our old friends in Virginia and they were saying how is it possible that Texas has had more snow than us this year (laughs) yeah crazy I know yeah I was really bummed because like Fort Worth and all parts of DFW look like they got a lot of snow, but for some reason in Prosper, we just got little like drizzles. So (laughs) I was like, dang it, but that's okay. I just live vicariously through your pictures. Yes. (laughs) Well, I wanted to talk about our seamless Bible study that we're doing a little bit 
and just kind of give like it's hard to talk about it in one sitting but I kind of wanted to I guess you could say promote it because I love it so much what are y'all's thoughts so far on our bible study have y'all been loving it yeah I have it's been really great we're on week well we just finished week four yeah uh, we're about to start week five so yeah, it's been really great and really easy to understand. I've always been, like, so overwhelmed by the Bible. Just, like, it's just a lot. And, um, you know, a lot of it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. So, for me, this um, makes it make sense to me. So Yeah, yeah I love how in the beginning she says or recommends that reading, like, children Bible books, is like, there's no shame in that. Yeah. To help to help make sense of the stories and I feel like this is kind of an adult version of that so for me it just brings a lot of clarity and it just makes the stories kind of flow to where they're relatable and because I feel like the bible the way that it's written or the the books they're, they're not in the order that the events actually happened so this kind of walks you through the order that they did happen. So that way it just makes a little bit more sense, like one big story. So I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. I think she did a really good job. And for y'all listening that don't know, it's called Seamless and it's by Angie Smith. And she became a Christian, I don't remember, probably in her 20s. And she basically decided that she did not, like Lauren said, only understood the children's Bible. So she wrote her own Bible study later in life. And I just love it because it's like one seamless line from the beginning to the end of the Bible. Even though it's way too much to cover, she kind of gives like a really good synopsis to kind of really just make the Bible make more sense to you. And it's really just like lit a fire. And everybody that I'm doing the Bible study with, I feel like it feels similar. It's just like, oh my gosh, I really want to actually read the Bible where before I've always, the Bible kind of was something that I kind of dreaded reading, to be honest, because I didn't know where to start. I felt really overwhelmed and really dumb when I was reading. And so yeah, this Bible study has kind of really changed that for me. And ironically, I did her second Bible study uh, first, not knowing. So this summer, I had randomly reached out to a friend to join a Bible study and they were doing a Bible study called Matchless. I knew nothing about it. <laughs> and I just ordered it on Amazon. I just like went to this Bible study. And then I loved it. It was about the story and life of Jesus. And then I realized that she had written a Bible study before it called Seamless. So anyways, if you do her Seamless Bible study, definitely do Seamless first and then Matchless second. But it's been so good just to kind of ignite that fire so much so that last week when we were talking, I was like, should I go to seminary school? Like, I really want to understand the Bible more. Cause yeah. just so interested to really understand the stories. I like weirdly think that God used the Bible, like to, to speak directly to our souls. Like, is that weird? Like, I don't know. Like I, every time we do a new week, it's like something is said to me that I needed to hear so badly. And I think like, for example, this past week, I had been really feeling like a lot of, well, I'm just going to read a passage so y'all know what I'm talking about, if that's okay. Yeah, Uh, I would love to. Love it. She 
spend, you know, plenty of women reading these words will say something like this in their heads. So my baby died or some other tragedy happened because I screwed up. It's my punishment. It's my fault. I'll be honest with you about something that is hard for me to understand. I believe that is particularly innocent. David's son died as a result of his sin. So I had been feeling like with mom leaving that, oh my God, like, did she leave because of something I've done in my life, you know? And it was just so crazy that literally this week was really a lot of what that was about. Um, and she directly says, what I do know for certain is that God will use the tragedies in my life and for his and my ultimate good. So I just wanted to share that because I feel like it's something I really needed to hear. And also, I just love that. And when I go to church, it's the same thing. Like, I always just feel like, oh, my God, is he speaking to me? Like, yeah. And y'all, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like totally called out. I was called out even like I listened to online church lately. And I was like, oh, is he like looking at me through the computer? <laughs> like, yeah. What's happening right now? And the pastor today actually brought up a good point, And I wrote it down because I was like, wow. I don't know. That's amazing that I even thought about this. He was talking about when in the book of Matthew, the first chapter, which we're actually reading in week five of Seamless. So I thought that was ironic that he goes through the genealogy from Abraham to Jesus. And he was like, I never noticed this before, but it says, you know, Judah is Perez's father. So and Judah, the word Judah means praise, which I didn't know. And then Perez means breakthrough. So he was saying the point that I feel like even in these like little genealogy things that we don't even think to read, we're like, oh, I'm going to skim over that thing. Um, he yeah. is talking to us like Judah means praise and Perez means breakthrough. So through praise, we will have breakthroughs. I was like, whoa, that's... Like, I need to, like, think about that for a minute and meditate on it because I was like, that's huge. So, yeah, like you're saying, it's just the more and more you learn about it, the more and more you feel spoken to because you're actually listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. What about you, Lauren? Have you ever been spoken to? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. I mean, we mentioned this on our when we were talking through our Bible study. Somebody was just mentioning how a lot of times even if you just grab the bible and you just pray like god lead me to whatever i need to hear and just flip through any page in the bible and pick one verse it always seems to be fitting to whatever is going on in your life at that moment so i think that i just think it's cool how god is just he's always here and i know that for me and when i look back on my life and all the hard trials that i've been through there were certainly times while, whether it was true or not, if I was really alone, there was many times where I felt alone, but, and I literally, thankfully, God was my outlet, and there were times where it's like, I just felt like, okay, it's me and you, God, like, we got this, you know, so I think that it's just so helpful, because we all have, you know, go through hard times, but just knowing that he is always there and he cares even about the most minute details that we might think it is in our life. Like he actually truly does care is just super, super cool. And it offers hope, you know, for us and, and obviously all of us 
or us three can relate through the trial that we're going through with losing our mom. But even in the midst of that, which is probably the greatest pain that any of us have endured so far, um, that, you know, we can still have hope just knowing that um, we get to see her again one day and that God is next to us throughout this whole process. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) I love it. Did you have anything else to add, Megan, about the study? I don't think so. I think I just really, you know, I've kind of sent it to anybody and everybody in my life thinking like everybody needs to do this. Like I kind of remind myself of mom in that way, where when she was really excited about something and she was learning something, she wanted everybody to learn it with her. And I realize everybody's on their own journey. And so they might need to find this study when it's right for them, you know, so I try to like keep that in mind, but I also doesn't hurt to, to let people know about it and to put it out there. Cause I think the way the author Angie writes is just, I don't know, it personally speaks to me. And I've heard that from a couple people and I actually even ordered it for Bobby and he's going to do it too. It comes across as kind of girly cause it's all pink and stuff, but I feel like the actual, <laughs> the actual facts like a man can read too. I think it is really helpful for anybody that just wants to understand the Bible as a whole, like a little bit better. Yeah. So I, I think the only other thing I would say is, you know, on last week's podcast, I mentioned how, you know, I didn't understand why I felt like I've been running my whole life, from, you know, learning about the Bible and a relationship with God and how I, you know, had that through my mom. And something I've been thinking about recently was I think a part of that was because I always associated like Christianity with perfection. And I just know how imperfect and how many mistakes and crazy things I've done in my past and continue to do still. So I think a lot of it has been like, well, I can't be, you know, a great Christian because I'm so imperfect, you know, but I think the more I've thought about that, it's like, well, that's the whole point of Christianity when you really think about it. It's like knowing you're imperfect and still going to God and, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, I think because of our imperfection, like we need, we need him, you know, Megan, I was just going to touch on what you were saying and just tell you that I admire your, I don't know what the right word is, like courage and willingness to just share without even giving second thought to it. Because like you're saying, everyone's on their own journey. And so it's not, I, I feel like whenever you do share things, it's not coming from a place of trying to pressure people, but it's more like, hey, if this can help just one person, then why not? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I'll like beat myself up like, gosh, I'm probably so annoying. Like I just, I'm always trying to tell people this and that. But at the end of the day, like, like mom, she didn't care. Like she was going to tell you what she thought and the right person would hear it and the wrong person might, not wrong, that's the wrong word, but just the person that wasn't ready to hear it more then it would they would just move on from it. So I've tried to really take that on since she's passed, honestly, to be like less judgmental of myself and just be myself, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're just really sharing your journey and things that have impacted you, you know, so there's nothing wrong with that. Totally. 
Yeah. And another thing to share, since I share everything that I'm doing, is my friend Chantel told me about this app. It's called another app. Sorry. But it's like where you watch a show. It's called the Chosen app. And then you can stream it on your TV. But it's basically, I don't really know. I've only watched two episodes so far. But it's kind of cool to watch a TV show about Jesus. And that's what it is. The first episode was about when he meets Mary Magdalene. And he basically saves her from like being she's like possessed by demons. So I don't know. I just thought I'd share that because if you like to be able to visually see the story of Jesus, I thought that was kind of a cool thing to watch alongside of reading the Bible. And I I think it some of it is probably dra- dramatized, I think they say in the beginning. So but all the history and that are like factual. That's cool. Yeah, I should I'm not about downloading more apps, but that sounds like a good one. <laughs> I know. I like I'm a visual person, so for retention purposes, I probably would benefit from that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I'm still in the beginning, so I'll probably talk about it on a later podcast in more detail once y'all have watched it too. But like Matthew is one of the characters, and I'm like, wait, is this the Matthew that is Matthew, you know, that wrote in the Bible that there's a book in the Bible. And I don't know yet, but I think it is. So it's oh, just, wow. it's cool. Cause you recognize the names. Cause then there was like Simon and Andrew and then Mary Magdalene and obviously Jesus. And so I was like, Oh, I know these people's names. <laughs> awesome. I know you. So um, what well, Megan and Olivia, since y'all are in the room, feel free to ask questions or talk at any time. <laughs> So I have something that I'm reading right now that I want to share. I'm reading this book, Miracles Do Happen. And it's probably like this nun because I went to this thing with my mom. And something that stuck out to me was always stay close to Jesus. And I feel like now that I'm reading this, I get closer to him. Kind of hard to explain. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Again, I can see the chosen. So. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, but some parts I was like, I had to close my eyes because it was kind of like crazy. And I was like, it was just some parts were like freaked out. But <laughs> now I watched it again. So now I'm like, okay, now I know what's going to happen. Oh my gosh. Okay, good to know. Little head <laughs> heads up. That's funny. And for y'all that don't know, Olivia is one of our cousins in New Orleans. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, what's next on the agenda, Megan? So we talked about Seamless. Yeah, so we wanted to kind of tell you all about Seamless a little bit. And then from our poll we did on Instagram, one of the main things people asked for was chatting about television. So we love to talk about TV. Who doesn't? So I thought we could, I don't know, Lauren, I feel like this is your expertise. If you want to talk about The Bachelor a little bit, there's been... (laughs) We're one episode in, so tomorrow night airs the second episode of The Bachelor. Yeah, so I don't know if any other fellow Bachelor fans are here, but I was interested in the season because the lead, Matt James, he has never been in the franchise before, so he hasn't been on The Bachelorette or any previous seasons. And I think there's only been one other Bachelor 
where that's been the case. And actually, it was a guy from Austin. I can't remember his name right now. Brad, right? Yeah, Brad Womack, I think, or something like that. But anyway, I didn't really know what to expect. But and to be honest, I'm not usually a fan of the first episodes because it's the introduction of all the women and their limo entrances and everything. But I I just really liked him. Uh, I think it's going to be a good season. He just seemed super genuine and... It, I thought it was cute to see that you could like truly see his real nerves, that it wasn't just acting or TV, but he was nervous. And so I, I, you know, this is only my second season ever to watch. I started watching it because I felt left out with you two. Like, <laughs> we get on the bachelor train. Um, so <laughs> I swear that the girl who is like, I'm the queen, I'm the queen or whatever. Like, to me, I'm like, they hired this girl to just act crazy. Like, she's just there for, like, to be crazy and, like, get people to watch, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think that she got the rose just for TV purposes. And I think that the producers do have a hand in that, for sure. And I'm sure that she got, you know, chosen because of that. I mean, it says her occupation is queen and she's from L.A., so yeah I know she she actually does have she owns like three different businesses in real life I think but every season they have a couple characters like that where they just keep them on board for tv yeah I don't think they like hired her necessarily but I think the producers are really smart when they're this is my take my opinion they're really smart when they're interviewing these girls and they knew she'd do whatever it took to be famous basically and so, and she was like, yeah, I'll do whatever y'all want. And she, she probably had the idea to be the queen because her name's Victoria. And they're like, oh yeah, let's do that. And like ran with it and totally just like egged her on into, you know, the whole scenario. So I think she just knew for whatever reason, like, especially if that night she talked to him and maybe she didn't feel a connection and she was like, okay, well, if I'm going to get any further on this show, this is what I'm going to have to do. And it's sad that people are willing to do that. But that was my take on it. Because if you saw, sadly, some of the other girls that were just like quiet and didn't really say anything to him, we didn't get to know them at all. Like they got sent home, but she stayed because she was loud and annoying. (laughs) Yeah. The girl who got the first impression, or I can't, I'm blanking on her name, but she is deaf, and I was really impressed by her. I thought she was just super sweet, and me too, and genuine, and I was glad that he saw that in her, so I was excited when he gave her the first rose, but yeah, so I thought it was a good first episode, because to be honest, a lot of seasons, I just kind of fast forward through... I never watched live TV, so I just kind of fast forward through a lot of the first episode, but I'm excited. I don't know what it is about this show. Y'all know me. I don't watch TV, and it's ridiculous that this is the only thing that I do watch. I know that. I don't know. I just think it's fun, like, seeing people fall in love, whether it's real or last or not. It's fun while it lasts. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm into it, and I'm, you know, it's only my, like, basically second season. I will say don't judge a book by its cover, because at the very first scene, it shows him in this, like, really expensive car driving out, and I was like, what a douche. <laughs> 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 I texted y'all, I was like, I don't think I like him. And then, yeah. like, 
10 minutes and I was like, okay, I changed my mind. I like him. <laughs> yeah. And I was impressed. I mean, they've certainly had contestants on in previous seasons that have been open about their faith, but I felt like it was really cool that he opened up in prayer with all the ladies in the room. And I know there was like controversy on this, like, you know, what if, you know, what if there's other beliefs in the room or whatever, but I think that just with him being the lead, it's kind of, I mean, it's his journey. It's also the girl's journey, but I don't know for me, like I'm open to accepting other people's beliefs and traditions and stuff. And so I thought it was kind of cool. And I was like putting myself in the shoes of the contestants if I wasn't a believer. And I don't think I would have been offended by that. I don't know. I thought it, I, I just thought it was cool that he was forthcoming and super open about you know, what's important to him from the get-go. So that was, I liked seeing that. Yeah, same. Yeah, I agree. I was like, this is the most amazing Bachelor ever. First, we have our first Black Bachelor, which is awesome and way overdue. And then second, he opens with a prayer. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that on The Bachelor. And I honestly was like, my heart was melted. I was like, oh my gosh, I love that he just (laughs) had the balls to do that because there's been a lot of, you, every probably bachelor or bachelorette had some form of religion, but they never talked about what it was. It was always like fantasy sweet night, probably when they finally were like, hey, by the way, I believe this. What do you believe? And I mean, if you're creating a life with somebody, that's just way too last minute, you know, yeah. to talk about it the like day before you're supposed to get engaged. So I love yeah. that he started with it so that they knew, okay, this is me. And like, if they're not about that, then they'll know right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know for some reason Ben Higgins and Sean Lowe stick out to me as other bachelors that were Christian, but I can't remember if that was known like after the show or if they incorporated any of that in the show. I can't really remember, but certainly there was no praying going on, at least that they aired. So Yeah, that was um, cool. And then... Not to, it. I don't know if y'all have anything else to say about The Bachelor, but I was going to just, if anybody's a Real Housewives fan, the Real Housewives of Dallas that our sister-in-law is a cast member on, I know that their show aired its first episode too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It'll be a good season. So everybody has to tune in. Yes. For sure. Episode, Lauren? So not all of it. I... Again, kind of fast forward, I turned it on and then Kai came in, so I turned it off and then I tried to turn it back on and I just kind of skimmed through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm excited to see next week's because, you know, with whole, Brandy's whole like issue or that video that resurfaced, it's just I was really nervous for her. <laughs> just yeah. Like, oh my God, you know, but I think that, you know, she's handling it well and I'm excited to see what comes from it next week. So yeah, yeah definitely a lot of tears on this episode. <laughs> I know I'm proud of her for just like facing it, you know? Yeah. I think that's the best way to go about it. Yeah. That and then is like, I'll let y'all finish up the TV conversation with, is it Bridgerton? Yeah. Well, and I was going to say real quick before we talk about Bridgerton, Lindsay had to jump off, but she, it was, 
ironic that she texted me this. So she was like, I had to tell y'all that there's a Netflix series out called Surviving Death. And it's so funny that she said that because I think I texted y'all because the author of that book that I read to heaven and back about the doctor who dies in an accident and comes back. And it's the most, it's been the most amazing book that I've read since mom passed, just besides the Bible, just to kind of give me peace, especially with like the accident piece of it. So anyway, she's a part of this first episode in this series called Surviving Death. I haven't watched it yet, but Lindsay said it's amazing. So that's one we'll have to to start. I'll have to talk to Lindsay about that. Chris, it's funny. Um, the other night I came in to go to bed and Chris was watching it and he was already like 20 minutes in and I was like, wait, I wanted to watch this. Um, and it's rare that we like to watch the same things. And so, um, I did catch like the, I don't know how long the first episode is, but whatever was left of it. And then, um, we watched cause it's, I don't know how many episodes it is, but it was like multiple episodes and it kept going. And it did kind of turn weird. I, I need to go back and look or read or watch the whole thing. Cause, um, there was one episode where they were traveling around to like spiritual or spirit readers. Yeah. And it was like spirit reading training and stuff. And I don't know, there was a few parts that were kind of weird, but, um, yeah, that's anyway, what I heard. I to go back and just watch the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah. I heard the first episode with that doctor on it that wrote that heaven and back book is really good and then somebody I can't remember who was like but you probably don't want to watch the rest of the episodes oh, really? but I don't know why so I need to look into it more yeah I will say that I didn't because I haven't read the whole heaven and back book but weirdly enough I was given this little short very short book I mean where is it oh, it's not right here but um and anyway, her story was one of many in this little book that I got. And so the the doctor, Dr. Neil, uh-huh. and, but something that I learned that wasn't in the, that little book that I read was when she died in her accident, um, she said that while she was dead, she was told that her, she had four, she has four kids and that one of her sons, I think his name's Willie, um, is going is going to die, isn't going to live to be 18. And so she said that she went, whenever she came back, obviously, and lived, she said that it just, like, tormented her for all those years. And she said that she never told anyone that she was told that until they were traveling. And it was her son's 18th birthday. And it was 4 in the morning, she said. And she went to his hotel room. He was turning 18. And she knocked on his door and she went in and she shared with him what she was told. And she was just so relieved and was like, oh, like almost like I can finally breathe, you know, like, I guess it's not that she said what she was told. She didn't believe it, but she said that she just thought, well, I guess his life plan changed, you know, I'm sure that can happen. Well, then I can't remember how long after that, but he, he was still 18, I believe. and he was, he was like in a, he was skiing and, but he was skiing like on a dry, I don't really know. It was some sport like dry snow or something. Anyway, he was struck by a car and died. And so I yeah. thought that that part was super crazy. And I had it. Is that in the book, Megan, Heaven and Back? Yes. She actually waited weirdly like 
a long time to publish the book after her accident, like over 10 years. And it was after his accident that she finally put the book out. And so she wrote about it because part of what she sat with Jesus and he told her, he gave her like a list of things of the reason she had to go back because she didn't want to come back. And she was so upset that she had to come back, even though she had four young children. And she felt really guilty about that too. That's why it took her so long to write about it. Cause she didn't want her kids to think she didn't love them. It was just, it's unexplainable to be in heaven. And so one of the things that Jesus told her is that she had to tell her story. And then one of them was that she had to go back to take care of the rest of the family when her son did pass young. And what's even weirder that she says when he was like four or five years old, he told her that he wasn't going to live past 18. So she said something about him getting older and he was only like four or five. And he's like, well, mom, I'm not going to live past 18. Like he just randomly said it as like a toddler. And she was like, what? Oh my gosh. Like it like struck her, you know? And then she kind of just always forgot about it, like pushed it out of her mind. And then that happened. And then, yeah. And he was, if you read the book, if the way she explains him, honestly kind of reminds me of mom in some ways just like he was just the most spiritual like even from like a baby he was just like connected to the spiritual world in a way that was like different than the rest of her family so yeah and the what's crazy too the day that he died he was with a friend and they were I think I thought it was more of like skateboarding but I could have been wrong but it they was showed a picture of them. It, okay. It was it like was a like two skis. Dry it was a different ski. type of ski. Yeah, because they were on a road and a car like hit him. But yeah. the conversation that he had with the girl that he was with was really strange. And I'm not I'm gonna butcher it, but not strange, but just ironic in the way that he was talking about what it would be like to die and like talking about what he would want after he died and stuff. Like he told his friend that that day randomly. Um, crazy. yeah, but that got a little long winded about that show, but we should all watch it. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah. And read that book for sure. Cause that book is amazing. It is weird not to like hone in on death, but it is just interesting because in what you just said about him, but cause like with mom, I feel like, I mean, obviously it was a tragic accident that I don't think she could have guessed, like compared to say, if you know, you were dying of cancer or something like that. But there was looking back just so many things like that, just in the the last like year of her life where it's just kind of little weird thing, ironic things like that, you know? Yeah. So it's just interesting where it's like, I wonder if God, I mean, I totally believe that God kind of plants those seeds, but I wonder if she was aware that, you know, I know that she was coming to an end. I don't know. I don't think she was just because, I mean, we all talked to her that day that she died. And I mean, you know, she was asking me to, you know, email her something and she was going to review it over the weekend. So I don't think she like knew, you know, no, no, but I think there's a level of this is going to sound weird, but I think there's a level of when your soul knows something and when your human brain knows something. Yeah. Makes sense. sense. And you don't really, I think it's a very rare for people to really tap into like what their soul feels and is thinking versus 
their brain because sometimes after the fact, it's like hindsight's twenty twenty. It's like we uh, sometimes something will happen and you knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. You knew on some level, but you just I don't know. Yeah. So. I get it. So Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Bridgerton. So, well, I don't know. Kristen, do you want to go first on your thoughts on Bridgerton? I can, yeah. It's just, it's funny because I'm not one to, like, really love, like, old-timey TV shows. And honestly, I, like, passed by it a few times. I was like, eh, I'm not really into that. That looks boring. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just start watching it. And, um, like, literally, the, after you watch the first episode, you're kind of, like, hooked. Or at least I was. Um, and I just, like, I'm pretty sure I finished the whole thing in three days. So. What do you think, I, what do you think hooked you? I'm curious. I think, uh, I probably why The Bachelor hooks Lauren. Like, just like, oh, like the falling in love and like. Yeah. Just the energy of it and just being like, oh my gosh. And. I just remember after it, I like grabbed Michael and gave him a big kiss. And I was like, hey, babe. Like, <laughs> does, it, does it turn you on? I've heard from several of my friends who've seen it. They're like, this like totally puts you in the mood. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, have you not watched it? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, uh, maybe you should. Yeah. Um, I mean, I basically texted y'all that it's like porn for girls. So, yes. <laughs> I love that we just flipped from like death in the Bible to like lady porn. <laughs> yeah, transition. Wow, uh, covering it all. Yeah, covering all the things. Um, but yeah, and I actually felt well. I don't want to ruin the show for anybody, but there's you know a girl that like she's like the gossiper of the whole town. And I kind of, from the beginning, felt like I knew who it was, and I ended up kind of being right. So you like, were right? Oh, my gosh. So I was totally wrong on that thing. And that really? that part, um, I have never really watched Gossip Girl all the way through, but yeah. that part of it reminds me of Gossip Girl. It's like there's a lady, like, writing about the town, kind of like Gossip Girl did. And it kind of gives this element that also keeps you going for some reason, like, into the show, because you're like, ooh, what is she going to say next? Or, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy to me that the writer or the creator of the show also created Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and a couple other, because I'm like, well, that might mean this is going to be around for a long time <laughs> with yeah. how long those Wait, shows ran. Now who you thought it was. <laughs> I guess you can't say that. I know. I need to know if everybody's watched it. Okay. Megan, have you watched Bridgerton yet? I have not. Okay. I can't, oh. We can't say then. <laughs> okay. Have you heard of it, Megan? No, but I'm all down for the lady porn, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. I do like it when you're able to like figure something out. You feel so smart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I just finished the crown. Oh, so that's really I'm good. I'm ready for another series. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Bridgerton's on Netflix, and it's so good. I'm trying to think of what else I loved about it. I think it just, honestly, it's like the love story really hooks you in. She knows what she's doing, and I couldn't stop watching it. Like, I kind of want to watch it a second time over and see if I catch clues of who Lady Whistledown is, because I was totally wrong. Kristen, I'll have to tell you offline who I thought it was, but yeah. I'm obviously not a detective. <laughs> That's my oh. conclusion. 
That's so funny. Uh, I know. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at guessing like things like that. Although I did watch. Did y'all ever watch that show with Nicole Kidman? They called The Undoing. No. Okay. Well, I. That's one I totally botched. Like I did not get that right of who was the bad guy. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, Rachel's here. Got a new Hi, Rachel. And Rachel and Amanda, if y'all want to say hi, feel free to raise your hand. We'll let you on the stage, so they call it. <laughs> Did you guys watch Sweet Magnolias? No. No. Well, you should watch it. It it reminds me of you three. I think you would love it. They're friends, not sisters, but every Thursday they pour it out um, over margaritas, of course. And it's just like three girls that have been friends for years and they're all kind of going through different situations, uh, like a divorce or, you know, just different things they're going through. And I think you guys would like it. It's real cheesy, but uh, <laughs> I think it's cute. It's worth a, a watch. And like Kristen, I think I watched it in like a day. I just like <laughs> binged it. Oh, I'm bad about that. Those are the best. <laughs> yeah. Is it on Netflix? Yes. Okay. But I'm not a, a super TV person, and so I'm kind of technically challenged. We have, like, the smart TV with the apps, and you have to yeah. your phone for your remote. And so I do get a little overwhelmed. So Netflix, I know where that one is, and so I can go on and navigate that one well. I love <laughs> so, it. Yeah, you and Lauren kind of remind me of each other in that way. <laughs> yeah, if someone knows it for me or recommends it, that's you know, that's the best for me because I don't necessarily go search for things myself. Did yeah. you watch uh, Normal People, Megan, on Netflix? No. Do I need oh, to? Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's not something that I thought or that I would normally think that I would enjoy, but for some reason it hooked me. And I it's a little bit slow in the beginning, but I binged it. Well, that one, that one's actually on Hulu, though. Or did they put it oh, on Netflix? Oh, is it Hulu? Okay, yeah. never mind. I can maybe get to another app. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. What else do we have? Are we talking about anything else? I think that's really it. I thought we could ask if anybody had any questions for us. No worries if not. Um, and then we can get to our challenge for the week if nobody has any questions. I will say that our challenge last week was to make our bed every day this week. Oh, yeah. um, How did you girls do that on that? I made it about, I did like halfway. Okay. Yeah, I actually did better than I thought I would because I'm totally not a bed maker. But I, like a few, I don't know when it was, a couple months ago, I actually got rid of like our throw pillows whoa, what happened to my words? My, our throw pillows. And so that makes my bed making way easier. I just have to basically pull the covers up and put the two main pillows. So I did a lot more than I usually do, but on the weekends it's hard because my kids like always lay in our bed. So the second they're up, they're always in our bed in and out, like throughout the whole day, it's kind of bad probably, but so I didn't really make it much this weekend, but I did pretty good during the week. How about you guys? Yeah, I only missed one day, so I was super proud of myself. That's awesome. Because I also am not an event maker usually, so. Yeah, yeah, I did good. I think there was one day, I'm trying to remember, it's whenever, because Chris doesn't make our bed, so if he is still in bed past when I am, 
because I'm usually the type where as soon as I wake up, I just, well, first I usually go pee and then I, <laughs> then I come back and make my bed. That's the first thing I do. But if Chris is still laying in it, so I think there was one day where he, he's usually up before I am, but there was one day he was still in bed. So I just said, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Megan, did you have a question? I saw your mute off. No, I just think this is a funny topic. So I always make my bed, but I don't always make it in the morning. Like I can't get in an unmade bed. So I make my bed every day, but sometimes it's like legit right before I get in it. Like I'm sitting in my <laughs> bed right the now. exact same way. Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know if y'all know Mel Robbins, but she always says to make your bed every morning because then at least you've accomplished one thing that day. So if you get nothing else done, <laughs> you've at least made your bed. And so I took that in like a long time ago when I read her book. And uh, so I try to make my bed every day. But yeah, sometimes like I just made it before this podcast started so I could sit in it. (laughs) I'm the same way. Like I can't, I have to have the sheets all like lined up and I don't know, there's nothing better to me than getting in, especially if the sheets are clean, like a clean, crisp, well-made bed. It's like the best feeling. (laughs) So funny. It is a good feeling. I didn't notice it like changed my world, but maybe if I like keep doing it. (laughs) At least you're on it. I don't know. I don't know if I can pinpoint it either, but I guess I just like fake my brain to believe that it does make me more effective in all areas of my life. But, you know, I'd have to have somebody examine my brain to prove it, I guess. (laughs) I do know if I'm sleeping at your house, I have to wash my feet before I get in bed. (laughs) I'm not that bad. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but I did. Like, my whole, like, back in college days, I would always, well, I would always shower. Because back in the day at the bars, they let people smoke, you know? So if you ever went out, then you just, like, came home reeking. And so I would always take a shower. And if nothing else, like... I just had to have clean feet. <laughs> and so there were times where Megan and Kristen would stay at my house and I'd be like, wait, come wash your feet before you get in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Love it. Okay, well, for this week, I this is a little bit of a harder challenge, but you can pick whatever you want. So it's funny because I've really been wanting to fast social media, but... I just don't, I haven't figured out how to do it. And so this morning on this sermon, you know, I listened to the church that mom went to, the church 1132. Ironically, the whole sermon was about fasting and what the Bible says about fasting. There's like a book all about it in Isaiah, and I can't remember. I wrote it down somewhere. And it was so interesting to me just the benefits of fasting, uh, fasting, sorry, for spirituality. So it said, or they were saying, oh, Isaiah 58, sorry, is the fasting chapter. If you want to know more about what the Bible says about fasting, um, cause I'm sure there can be, I was kind of worried about like fasting food could, if you have issues with food could come across like the wrong way. But I think if you do it for, I don't know, I might be saying this wrong, but for me, I felt empowered by it. So anyways, don't feel like you have to do this challenge, but what they said the fasting benefits were, were empowers you spiritually. It helps you cultivate intimacy with God. It can help you receive answered prayers. 
it even says in the Bible, and then it also heals and restores the body. So I don't think I'm up for like a full-blown fasting, like no eating yet. I'm not to that level, but I am going to fast both bread and sugar, I think now. And I'm going to do a seven-day fast of social media. So it's going to be interesting because those are all my vices. Like I used to be gluten-free, but I've been eating all the bread lately. So I'm doing, starting tomorrow, a fast. So, But you can pick anything you want. So if you just wanted to fast like one thing for the next week with us, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I love that. Megan, it was funny. Whenever you sent that to us earlier, that you were cutting out wheat in my head I was like wait she's gluten-free so that's really easy fast <laughs> no I know I thought I was like I should maybe tell them that I've been like binging wheat and bread and it just like makes me feel like crap because I really should be gluten-free so I've been since before Christmas honestly I've been really bad about eating a lot of car like bread so um I think it'll help me feel better because I've just been feeling really foggy headed and exhausted and I don't know, not very good physically when it comes to like food. I'm kind of excited to do this if anybody wants to do it with me. Yeah, that sounds good. Love it. Cool. Well, this was fun. It was a new experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for coming on here. We honestly didn't know what we were doing. And I think the audio is going to sound real funky because I wasn't able to record it like I thought I would on here. But we'll see how it turns out. And if it turns out okay or it, we can still post to the podcast we might start doing this I don't know maybe once a month or something so that we could interact with people more that listen to us so yeah that'd be awesome thanks Megan and Olivia for chiming in it was great to talk to you yeah yeah thanks for including me I, I enjoyed the conversational piece of it I think if you guys did like a monthly Q&A I think that would be fun I would totally yeah enjoy. yeah cool maybe. Sounds good. Well, everybody have a wonderful evening. And tomorrow is a snow day, no school. So we have distance learning, which, by the way, Chris and I were kind of laughing. We're like, oh, my gosh, now that distance learning is such a common thing, we're like, poor kids, they don't get snow days anymore where you don't have to do school. (laughs) That is super sad. We got six inches here in Arkansas a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I was so bummed out for my kiddos because, yeah, I, they had to do, you know, it was a tiny project and it was a fun one. So, you know, I hate to complain, but sometimes I think just because you can, I don't think that you should. I think that they should have got a snow day. Yeah. You know, like, there's enough, like, COVID stealing our joy, you know, like, no, a snow day without a project. But And with us I working, I'm like, it makes it hard to, for the little ones that need assistance it makes it hard to like work and which obviously the whole world's been juggling this past year so all right guys yay thanks for listening and we will see y'all next week yes bye love y'all thanks bye have a great week you too bye bye thank you all for listening to another week of girl i slept in my makeup podcast if you love us rate review and subscribe that would be amazing also check out our instagram at girl i slept in my makeup to keep up with us we also have a facebook same thing girl i slept in my makeup where you can check out our private facebook group to join our community and if you have any listener questions please email them to slept in my makeup podcast at gmail.com 
exciting news. We do have a website coming soon, so stay tuned. Everybody have a great week.